uh, and uh, I'd get smacked around pretty good, um, mostly for uh, shooting off my mouth. But her her go to was a was a smack across the face when uh, when she got upset, and it didn't really matter if it was in public or private. Um, I found out later that my mom had depression. And I was to find out at the age of 30 that I had it also. But I'm going to backtrack. When I started drinking at the age of 15, I was absolutely ripe for this disease. I was full of that fear, uh, shame, guilt, um, and other head games and uh by adding the catalyst of alcohol that just set me off my the disease my disease took off very quickly where i started with beer i ended up drinking mixed drinks and and uh shots and beers by the end i started drinking at 15 i i uh i quit suddenly at the age of 20 back in 1981 I quit suddenly because I saw myself in the mirror and I didn't like what I saw. Simple as that. I knew that I was I was screwing up my life with my with my drinking and uh, I had to do something, so I quit. Fort Pitt, just like that. Um, my first day of sobriety was spent as an overnight camp counselor. I was given 10 10-year-old boys to be responsible for. First day of sobriety, that is not recommended. After, after this particular summer, I went uh, to a primary treatment in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, because that's where young people were being sent to treatment every day in the early 80s, either to uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, or Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota. And uh, I chose... Uh, Louisiana because winter was coming in. It's a little bit warmer down there. Uh, I was in primary treatment for five weeks where I learned about the 12 steps. And I was then shipped to a halfway house in Thibodeau, Louisiana, uh, the powerhouse it was called. Uh, I was there for four months. And what I learned there were a few basic living skills, like making my bed first thing in the morning, showering every day, holding down a job, and uh learning more about the 12 steps the uh the halfway house was run by minnesota rules which was a lot of confrontation and uh tough love and stuff like that and i kind of ate that up while i was down there because when i got back to uh to cleveland i was i was born and raised in cleveland ohio when i got back to uh, cleveland i was a confronting son of a gun I started going to meetings and I was wondering why I couldn't make friends because I was just confronting people on their behaviors and things that I thought were wrong. And I totally, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Uh, I got myself a sponsor and started going to meetings. Um, but my sponsor was a stickler for the big book and activity at meetings. And I did that. I cleaned up ashtrays. Um, I made coffee for years and years at my home group. 
and uh, tried to stay in the middle of the bed. I did 12-step calls in hospitals with uh, 12-step tag team partners. Uh, we were always told never to do that alone. Um, and there were good times. And then there were bad times because my depression was still active. I hadn't been uh, diagnosed yet in my 20s. I thought I got my dream job in radio. Uh, I was living in a small town in Ohio as a radio disc jockey. And uh, uh, I managed to stay sober by the seat of my pants. I had a sponsor out there and I went to meetings, but there was a lot of pressure to drink at this radio job. But I didn't. Uh, I took all of my frustration and anxiety that I had on the workplace and turned it inward. And I'm getting, hey, it's my sponsor calling right now. Sorry, dude. Anyway, um, great timing. Um, he's a good guy. I'll talk about him later. Um, but I was, uh, I was on the radio. On one hand, like I said, I was living my dream job. And on the other hand, I was falling apart inside. One weekend, I went AWOL and uh, ended up uh, playing in traffic. This was my second suicide attempt. Actually, it wasn't really an attempt. It was just flirting. I did commit suicide at the age of 18 by putting my neck in a noose and jumping. The noose broke. I did not die. But it scared me to the extent that I committed myself to dying at such a young age. Back up to uh, 30, I'm in the hospital, in the, in the psych ward, and I get uh, diagnosed with, uh, with major depressive disorder. And uh, that was kind of like, it was a revelation in a good way. It kind of filled in lots of blanks of why I was saying what I was saying how I was behaving. If things didn't go my way, I'd act out. And it wasn't really pleasant to, uh, to be around. Um, I, uh, that was my last day in radio. Uh, I came back to Cleveland and continued to go to meetings and uh, explored CODA for the first time. Went to two uh, CODA boot camps which were pretty hardcore and, and left me very raw because I dealt with family, dealt with my dad's death, uh, dealt with uh, drinking and or sobriety in my life today. That was all dealt with at these, uh, these code of boot camps. And I continued to go to meetings. Uh, friends, I stayed sober for 35 years by not drinking going to meetings and having some semblance of a relationship with a higher power. I was all, always very iffy about God. You know, I needed proof. And uh, uh, I walked a fine line with, with this uh, relationship that I had with, with a higher power. Um, that relationship has been changing, evolving, um, 
it's just different than what I had before. And I'm grateful. What ended up, uh, what ended up happening was I uh, caught a resentment against AA and God at uh, 35 years of sobriety. And my meetings started to dwindle from four to three to two to one to none. I isolated myself. I was bouncing along an emotional bottom. And I just wanted to die again. 35 years sober. Well, the bottom line is I picked up a drink. And it, uh, my life got worse. It didn't get better. It got worse. I drank for three years. And during this time, COVID hit. And uh, I got introduced to a secular AA out of Cleveland and then eventually Tusnua out of Ireland. And I guess I was uh, one of the, the first people in Tusnua. It's been a joy to see it grow and, and change. And uh, I've, I've met lifelong friends here. I know I've skipped a lot. There's there's a lot to cover in in the forty some years I've been coming around here. What I can tell you is today, I'm feeling balanced today. Notice that I didn't say happy. I'm not doing cartwheels, but I'm at peace today. I'm on medication. I work very closely with my psychiatrist, my therapist my sponsor, who calls me. How about that? I call him too, but um, we talk just about every day. He's a good guy. He got sober when I did back in 81. He's going to have 40, uh, 43 years, uh, which is uh, amazing to me. A lot, a lot of my friends that I got sober with are in their 40s now. And uh, uh, I try not to compare my, my stories to them. I'm I'm grateful for the three years that I had sober here in uh, in Tusnua. Um, I don't pretend that Tusnua is AA. It's it's a recovery group for me, for everything. I'm grateful that I can talk about my mental illnesses here as well as my alcoholism. I can talk about what's going on in my daily life, um, for better or worse. Um. Well, I'm at that point where I'm grasping for things to say, which usually means I should stop. Uh, thanks, Tommy, for asking me to do this. And uh, that's it. I'll pass.